OTB GAA Burns was on another planet this year boys like in the first half of the All-Ireland final this year Old Murphy put a puck out down Burns puts the claw up and puts it back over the bar like. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember Effortless shave Magnificent Mo Slighted to say the uh, Boris Ali man and two time All-Ireland winner with Tipperary Paddy Stapleton is in studio with us this morning Paddy how are things? Not too bad Shane how are you? Keeping well Keeping well you've got this uh, this book so up in the air Muckfest it's a children's book for those of you out there who want to, to get your hands on it it's a, it's a follow on to this so we've got now this is the first question this I'm going to ask you this is the this is actually another new one so it's a different new one right it's okay so <laughs> now, anyone, anyone could do one book so for <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone interested I'm going to get that in the middle of the screen my first hurley and my first hurl this is a this is a controversial topic Paddy yes. you've decided to go with both is it a hurley or a hurl well it depends where you're from doesn't it I, I could never imagine you know play hurl, hurl with a hurl you know hurl with a hurl so it's always hurling in Tipperary but a lot of the places you get killed if you said it was a hurley so I had to avoid the controversy really um, because I was even talking to my own mother and she said well I wouldn't buy my first hurl so I'm sure a lot of parents <laughs> in Ireland wouldn't buy my first that's, hurley that's why you went for the two so that's why I went for the, for the two of them yeah and, and you know what but and like obviously I'm doing all the work for it myself and, and printing and publishing all that and it isn't as cost effective but really what I do with the books <laughs> I want to actually do something that people really personally yeah, want and yeah. even the thought of my first hurley Really, it's 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 like you know everybody plays football or soccer or whatever, and your first boots or your your boots are your thing. And like Derry London Derry over here, like you know, we're, we're, we're not, quite as, everyone. not quite as controversial. <laughs> maybe, but, yeah. Well, a hurley is such a personal thing to people. Like if you play it. You know all about it. It's like if somebody picked up my hurley and, and it's there as like well. His first one, my Sorry. first one's here. Yeah, it is. Look at this, folks. The hurley. Now, in, in, ter- <laughs> in terms of cutest things he's ever had in the studio, that has to be the cutest thing I've ever held in my life. That is unbelievable. All the way to under fourteen. Yeah, well, look at I was never the biggest guy, so I had that for a long few years. Tip colours, Paddy, hold that for us and tell us yeah. what. Like, what's the story behind this hurl? What's the story behind? Sorry, I, I'm calling it a hurl because I'm. Oh, see, there you go. Yes, I'm from Monaghan, so maybe I don't have the same right to. Well, look, to I mean, you have your own opinion uh, that's all, that'd be like me talking about football I suppose but no this uh, my own dad was a hurley maker obviously retired from it now um, and this was my first hurley and for some reason uh, my mum just decided to keep this one even though she didn't keep my brother's hurley so I don't know what they were showing <laughs> when they were young but you know and I have pictures with it it's, it's very very funny um, I just looked for them pictures since I wrote the book right. um, and even the book the hurley maker in it I hadn't seen the pictures but it resembles my dad an awful lot with yeah, the pictures yeah, that we've yeah. seen the apron the hair everything like that so um, obviously you know what I've seen all through my life came through with this and luckily she held on to it and looking at it I know the Tipperary colours might put a few off but, um, <laughs> but what, age, what age were you when you had this one? Oh, I'd say one two years of age like there's a picture of me in Simple Stadium uh, it's on the website um, and I'm standing there with a few older fellas my, obviously my dad put me into it um, and I'm just right in front of the, the old stand holding this very same hurley so you can see but you, you looking at it you know it's pretty it's pretty old looking it's a fair <laughs> relic at this stage but I think it was a lovely it's a lovely thing to have like mm. you know but the only thing is I was told if I lose it I'm in serious trouble yeah. so we can't be leaving it here today now, I was right? going to say we need some cute things for our uh, for our set here but we wouldn't we wouldn't dream of taking that off yeah. mm. uh, so let, we'll talk us through because the, these books are, are I mean I know they're being used in schools by teachers yeah. as well and look parents at home can maybe use some of the, the younger ones with the, with the the yeah. illustrations, but up in the air Muckfest. So this is the sequel to the up in the up in the air book released yeah. in November 2020. So it's set a few weeks. This is the kids of Glenstown. Glenstown, yeah. Uh, lost their Curdy Hurling final 
and uh, Muckfest is a fa- this famous festival that's been running in the town for the past 50 years so what, what's, the, what's the general so what, what age group is it for and what's the general story behind this the age, the age group is probably in around your good 10 year old 11, 12, 13 that it, I have heard of younger kids but um, maybe not every 9 year old would, would be able to read it um, and the story is really I couldn't write the same book again like you know I got great feedback from the first one it's your typical we're going to win the county final which we all dream about but this one like I just I'd be bored writing the same thing again I think kids would be bored even if they don't realise it beforehand so this is more like uh, a few weeks later like have you ever played in like street leagues at home or parish league we used to call it where you under 14 or under 12 you're picked into your separate teams in the village now we did in Boris Lee so like if you talk about intensity like you hate losing to your friend in training imagine if it's an actual match so we had some we had some rough rough times in our parish league so it's based around that idea instead of working together now it's more like civil war in Glenstown where uh, they all take on an identity and and you know the thing I really want to do is there's one more female dominated dominated team in it and that whole look at females in sport uh, gender in sport and something that I really really enjoy doing but in the middle of that like it I, I don't like to write just about hurling. Like, there's an awful lot about hurling in it, but uh, there's also other challenges in it during the week of Muckfest. That's the that's the interesting one of the interesting themes because like it's it's written through the character perspective of Fitzy, this main mm. character. But uh, Lizzie, the female character, like we just spoke to Alex Cavanagh, the Shelburne mm. player, and like, there, yeah. you talk about playing with with boys teams growing up. But that's one of the themes in this book is that you're talking about Lizzie, this this mostly girls team, and trying to deal with the reception from the local community, thinking yes. oh they're not good enough, they're only girls. Yes, so that's a that's a very interesting strand to the yeah and I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim to give it an answer but I do think it's an interesting one in light of day because I know a lot of Camogie and ladies football uh, players and their perspective is very very interesting on it and while I think the 2020 movement I think it was absolutely unbelievable and phenomenal and some people think maybe it was just a bit of a fad but I think even at yourselves at News Talk mm. doing a massive job at bringing ladies sport into the, into the fore um, that it has to be supported from everywhere and I think even number one ladies themselves the attendance at the games um, you know some of my friends would say there sometimes be more men at their female matches than women mm. so I think that's one aspect uh, the media themselves obviously are a lot more invested than they were um, and I think it is going to a higher platform you know, the ladies football final is one of the biggest female events in the world we have our Irish soccer team now going to the World Cup so I think it's going from strength to strength but it's just um, to look at it and ok we're looking at the men's game but I, I really think it can, can go higher and higher but look I suppose we're only are we only the last 10 or 15 years where it's been taken yeah. to another level the coaching is getting better the exposure is getting better more sponsorship and I think you know the sky's the limit really in Ireland I know his brother as well he's a, he's a good mark in Hackney but he wants to appeal to as broad a range as possible <laughs> so like everyone in the country buy this book like you know <laughs> well that would be ideal now you know yeah, yeah, yeah. the more the better it's funny that you've got the two pigs the king and queen pig mascots yes. of the, the muck fest uh, mentioned in the, in the title but puck fair elements to this puck fair elements of course puck, oh, was that puck fair yeah very yeah. I was wondering whether I could release it or not. The the pigs are locked up in this. The pigs now aren't up on a height. You know, they're not exposed to the the, the hot weather. But uh, yeah, I I think like if we're talking about Ireland, like I say, I write about Ireland there, but the couple of books I've written is more about Irish kids Irish society and what makes it special to me and especially in a rural setting like I'm very lucky to grow up in a lovely rural setting and um, really Buckfest is, is, is a festival they run but it's more like a symbol of what makes every place special 
and different in Ireland and I just think we're so unique and we're so unique to have Gaelic games and all sports really but Gaelic games especially it just runs through us and it's our medium to where we live I find like that sure, the first thing is how are the team going and how did the match <laughs> go last day and, um, and I just think it's so special every place and definitely Puck Fair was a sort of a, a trigger uh, a sort of something that I wanted to explore and you know I, I thought more of the pigs would be a nice little element of it and there's a pig run at the start where the pigs are chasing them and that's to decide who are the captains of the team or the, the head pigs as we call them so it's just my own little uh, maybe a little you know different uh, but it's the way I was thinking about it and just really enjoyed doing something a little bit you know off centre it's probably the type of book you would have wanted to read at that age yeah I suppose look Shane the first, the first book I spoke at length about my struggles when I was young like when I was in maybe first class I'd be coming home with one out of ten in my spellings and two out of ten in my spellings so when I was young the only thing I had do you remember around the 90s it was Match Magazine and oh, I was a shoot man yeah, I was a match man I have to say oh, yeah, 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 I was yeah. more shoot I'd say yeah, yeah. every Tuesday match came out and I'd read it back to front yeah, yeah. and the posters all over the wall and, yeah, and all that geez, stuff yeah. the four pages and the eight page posters so that's all nostalgia to me but I, back then I can't really remember much GA stuff to read yeah, you know? yeah. so I think back then the, the soccer you know was very Attractive. It was glorified, really, and I think it's it's very nice to have other things. And I know there's some other writers at the minute who have great sports books, GA books for youngsters as well. And I think if you can, like I see in school, I'm an English teacher. We try to get um, something, a book that can broaden the horizons, you know. But I think sometimes you need a bridge, something that they're already interested, that can already relate to. And then just getting them, you know, reading from there, get their literacy improved from there. And then we maybe can go on to broader topics. But I like something that can already bridge it. They can get their teeth into it straight away. And I think sport in Ireland is one of those things. Totally. For, for any uh, teachers or, or parents watching who want to maybe get one for a younger audience, we've got this one. Someone in the comments as well. Danny Max straight away. It's a hurley. Oh. This is cause. <laughs> it's going to cause. Go on, Danny. <laughs> Mayhem. But uh, yeah, my first hurley, my first hurl. So maybe talk to us about this one. This is, uh, this is a new one illustrated by Tom Doyle, I should yes. mention as well. But uh, so this for a younger age group? Younger, yeah. I mean, look at if reading wise, I mean, the reading isn't overly complicated in it, so you'd probably be saying reading wise six, seven, eight, but like I've been doing photo shoots and been giving it to my, my friends' kids now and they're three and four, and even the pictures are quite easy to Brilliant. look like through. Brilliant, like some of the, not spoiler alert here for some <laughs> of the pages, but like you can see some great illustrations. It's, it's really well done for a young I mean, kid, I think. Tom, you mentioned Tom there. Tom is yellow belly on, that's his handle, he's not a yellow belly, but he's, he's, that's his handle online on Instagram and Twitter, you know. I think it's only right to give Tom a mention because I went to him, I'd say, only about three months ago with this idea Brilliant. and a script and, and a direction, and I, I kind of... Sometimes speed is the mother of invention, just it, you got to do with yeah. it. Just yeah. got to yeah. overthink it, like, yeah. Yeah, and I got, I'd love the parents asked me the last day or last the last time I had a book out about maybe something for the younger mm. child, you know, and, and I think, you know, very validly and I just said this time, God, I'll go for it. Like, you know, probably pulling he was pulling his hair out at me, I'm sure that I wanted it so quick, but he did some job um over a few week period. But the key is Tom is like a hurling person. You know, so he knows could, a hurl from a hurley. He knows a hurl from a hurley, and I think he's more of a hurl man in Wexford now. But he knows a hurl from a hurley. But I didn't have to go back to him too many times because yeah. he already knew. And this was even a new style for him, and he just took it on. And like I, I, I'm so happy with that. Like you know, I'm delighted to write the the longer book and for the older kid. But I'd love to be an illustrator myself. I wish I had the talent. But he just you know he knocked it out of the park for me and uh, couldn't be happier. With it. This one, so uh, just reading the, the uh, description of this one. So Fitzy, Lizzie, and Bones, the characters going to get their first hurley. So mm. they get up early cycle to Old Neil's spooky workshop meet only Old Neil the hurley maker and then see their first hurleys being made but it's like um, 
Ollivander's wand shop in Harry Potter where they yes. go in the three characters yes. go in and get their yeah. mystical first wand and well, wand chooses them does the hurl choose the, well, the, the hurl, kid the hurl uh, hurly I don't know how I'm going to call it hurly, but we'll go both yeah but it is, to, you would often hear it referred to as your wand. You know what it is? And it's such a personal thing to people. Like, it's scary. Like, I don't really like people pick mine up because I know they're probably going to insult it because everyone is so different. Like, I like a really feather light one. Whatever it is, weekends, I, I don't know what it is, or flicking as a back man, you have to flick in and, you know, try and get the ball. And then, but other guys for a thicker handle or a, a, a more timber, heavier, heavier head on it, um, heavier boss or a flat handle or a round handle so there's such a variation to it um, and it's such a personal thing to people and uh, you know if you if I picked it up and I didn't like something you know somebody might get sour about about you not liking their hurley so um, that is you know and that is the story behind it but during it like uh, I wanted it to be a story alright a journey uh, for the kids in it but also it's the practical element of showing them how a hurley is actually made so it goes through in it that you have your different style you know Kilkenny might have a style Tipperary style Waterford style uh, you choose that first and then you go into um, you know you cut, you, you draw it out then you cut with the bandsaw you plane it down mm-hmm. uh, and then you finish it off and that's kind of what I knew as growing up like uh, like the sound of a bandsaw to me is still so familiar um, and the, the, you know the sprinkle of sawdust in the air like they like I I think it's magical enough. Like I, tr- I, f- I feel like it's magical going to the workshop. And to me, it's like if you could go to Santa's workshop. Like that's <laughs> the closest thing anyone could get to Santa's workshop is going into a Hurley workshop. And it's hopefully like, the kids will, you know, see that too. It's like Di- Diagon Alley and, and Harry Potter's the equivalent is Boris Ali and your Perth. sawdust covered factory in, in, in Tipperary. It, it, it is what it's funny one of those things like just the, in snooker, I know like a lot of snooker players have talked about the the cue being an extension of their arm. Yes. Nearly, like how a, can you tell the dancer from the dance? Well, like, this is know? it. And, and yes. I remember Stephen Hendry; his cue was damaged on a flight. I think he put the flight in the undercarriage, and he never played the same. Mm. There, like this is kind of towards the end of his career anyway. But he just couldn't couldn't find a cue because he had that cue for for all of his world title wins and and, mm. and that. So is it similar in, in hurling? Like you have a, a hurling if it's or hurley and. It's it's part of you. Oh, w- without doubt. Um, they always, like you couldn't use a new hurley really coming up to a match, like especially right. match. I know a lot of guys. If they have a hurley, they're only using it in the match. Like, okay. so for training. Different now. I wasn't. I had to be comfortable with mine, and you know, often had a few tears after breaking and training. But it's certainly an extension of it. It's that weight. It's it's what suits your being. Like I like I, my hurleys are so light. Like the under 15s I train, pick it up, and they find it light. You know, so I'm a grown adult, um, and it has to suit your position. We hear Sean Finn talking about it recently. He's cornerback. He uses a 37 or 36. When he's centreback, he uses a 33. Wow, wow. <laughs> and and I'd be the same. Like I, I'm probably 34 and a half inch hurley, um, and I'd love to go smaller. It'd be easier to manage it. But the amount of times I've just hooked somebody by that much, <laughs> I've just got that touch on the ball when when I'm blocking somebody down. So my position, I can't afford. All the forwards can afford to have the smaller hurleys. You know, it's tougher for your position. Yeah, but even Ali Canning, I think it was all six. He got his his hurley taken at a press junket before the All Ireland. Like it was nearly a nationwide hunt for it. Like you know, one of the greats. One of the greats. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's 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 one of those things. Yeah, you you don't think about the significance and the importance of it until you hear an actual well, that's true I, t- I thought people would but obviously yeah it looks like oh it's like a pair of boots or it's like whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. bit of equipment like a helmet but no it's um, it's certainly special and people can have them years I, I definitely have my current Hurley since 2015 I'd say right and, and hoping and praying that it doesn't break but I think the Hurleys are going to last me playing Hurley and I've just said before we let you go Paddy we should ask about uh, 
next season in Tipperary and how you, how you feel I mean Liam Cahill three year term in the summer to replace mm. Colin Bonner I mean Limerick are just it's, it's, it's hard to see the end of their dominance but I mean there are teams catching up how, how do you feel Tipperary are, are, are set in terms of closing that gap yeah I think it, it's a bit of an unknown at the minute Shane because um, probably last year you know it was a little lifeless it was a little um, definitely inconsistent um, but I think Liam going into it um, it, it reminds me of 2008 when Liam Sheedy went in we're at a little bit of a low ebb there's not much expectation on Tipperary mm. next year I think you know yourself that brings motivation that brings a lot of energy that brings guys that are pretty angry playing and Liam Cal is, is quite a tough manager and he has a great backroom team behind him as well so I could see him actually doing quite well uh, I don't think any team bar Limerick obviously are are an insurmountable challenge I think they could give a challenge to any team if they're organised if they're fit if they have the fire and drive which I think they will um, because a couple of years of underachievement I think it'll do that to you uh, certainly I remember going in I was called in the same year in, in 08 uh, on a permanent basis and the team was ready to change I mean I suppose they were looking at Kilkenny winning for a long time during that stage and now I suppose we're all looking at Limerick winning but I think it's very encouraging last year you know that Kilkenny team that drove them all the way in that final like if you put that against other Kilkenny teams before I don't think I'm disrespecting anyone to say the individuals probably aren't as good but it just showed they were able to find a way semi-final against you know um, Galway I think it was Pretty close match. Very close, yeah. Very close. Yeah. Monster final, mm-hmm. gone to extra time. So I think they're brilliant to actually, and it shows how good they are. Like that Dublin football team, for to be up for it over and over. Like they can't be as up for matches as the hungrier teams who haven't won in <laughs> yeah. a long time. I think that's impossible that's myself. Neutralizer, like exactly. Yeah, but it just shows it, yeah. the quality that they're still able to get over the line over and over. So we'd be hoping that'll change yeah. at some stage we, uh, before I let you go sitting in those seats we had um, Jimmy Marr and uh, John O'Keefe former teammates of Dylan Quirk and it's been a very emotional um, year in the Tipperary Club Championship and I know Kilaran McDonough's who uh, were the team playing against Dylan Quirk's club Clonaldi Rossmore in that match the Fiat match where he lost his life um, they went on to lift the Tipperary Senior Championship first time in 37 years time it almost felt fateful that, that, that that's what happened uh, and great great images of, of the team Standing and sitting in that spot in Seba Stadium, holding aloft the the red helmet, in tribute to him. Such an emotional time in Tipperary over the last while since that happened. Yeah, it is. It's. I suppose the whole championship um, has had the marker Dylan Cork on it. Um, I just think the Clear One lads really held themselves so well. Um, you know, obviously you'll be at the funeral and that, but they were there as a team. Uh, they were there in huge support of Clonolty. Um and to think of him straight away after the match after 37 years because I know what that felt like we were something similar mm. when we won the county final and your head is just gone you know but you know Liam O'Kelly in fairness as manager there really drove the message of Dylan that they were carrying Dylan as well with him and again Irish, it's such a unique thing in, in the GA in Irish sport that we're so close we're killing each other some of the time but mm-hmm. really at the end of the day we're all for the one cause and um, I thought it was very emotional and even I know some of the Clonality guys were up in, in Clock Jordan which is in Killer One there over the last few days and a bond there as they say themselves there's a bond there that'll never ever be broken and it's just it is a lovely lovely part of, of, of our game and our culture yeah 
here, here. Uh, listen, Paddy, you've been great with your time. Thanks a million for, for coming up. For people, you know, whether it's teachers or parents or whatever, that want to get their, their their hands on a copy of the book, you mentioned the website. Where else can people... Yeah, well, it's, it's all shops in bookshops in Tipperary, really, and then I just do it online from my own website then, so that worked you know, That's very, Paddy very well. That's paddystapleton.ie, yeah, and sure, look, uh, it's actually out. I meant to say that. You know, this is very important. It's actually out today. That's <laughs> out today? So, yeah, exclusive now for Off the Ball. Oh, so, yeah, it's out today. All the bookshops in Tipperary and say get it online as well, and we've we've all we've them two and the original one and and a couple of little treats on the website as well. Sorted for what I you know that horrible Christmas present list. What am I going to get? Now <laughs> yeah. I know like well I'm going to get Paddy. I'm going to be delighted. I'm going to get Paddy to sign these as well just to add a little bit of value to my ones. Well, it uh, could take value I think for <laughs> my signature. Ah, uh, not at all, not at all. Paddy, thanks a million as always for coming into us. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.